Learning how to hold on to joy even on the hard days. Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job. Your circumstances may change. The weather may be bad. People may disappoint you. But God never changes. You can always rejoice in the faithfulness and goodness and power and loving kindness of God. Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago and President of Moody Bible Institute. I'm Wayne Shepherd. You know, some things in life are hard to hold on to. Youth is fleeting. Money, boy, it sure goes fast, doesn't it? Friends move and change with the seasons. Mark, is there anything that doesn't fade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, Wayne. It is hard to hang on to some things. And one of those things that is elusive to so many people is joy. Oh, yeah. You know, joy seems fleeting. It's huh. People have it for a moment, they grasp it, but it's so hard to hang on to joy, especially when our circumstances aren't adding to that joy. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. We let circumstances dictate our joy, don't we? Yeah, but I love this passage really in Philippians. Uh, many people know Philippians as the book of joy because joy is mentioned on various occasions. And really, Paul reminds us that joy is really a choice. It's not a feeling, it's a choice that we make, and there are certain keys in Scripture that help us know how to cling to that joy even when our circumstances are trying to beat it out of our hands. So let's learn how to hold on to our joy today. Let's get right into the message. Here's Mark Job with today's Bold Steps. The Apostle Paul wrote a letter to a group of people that were struggling with maintaining their joy. Some people have labeled this the epistle of joy because the Apostle Paul actually wrote this letter not laying on an Ikea couch with a Starbucks frappuccino and a Mac computer and, and, and a fan blowing on him. He actually wrote this letter from jail. And he talks to these people about how to keep their joy in tough circumstances. So if I were to try to give a title to this message, I would say, How to Hang On to Your Joy on Hard Days. And the Apostle Paul, in, first, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 7, I believe gives us a formula to hang on to our joy when it's hard to hang on to. He says in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness Be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, yeah, that peace which transcends understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Word of the Lord. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write these four things down. I want you to be able to hang on to your joy. Number one, he tells us, in essence, he tells us to celebrate. Celebrate. Develop the habit of living in continual celebration. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Can I tell you that when... 
the Apostle Paul tells us to rejoice, he's not telling us to feel happy. Some people confuse happiness and joy, and they're different. God never tells us to feel something because we can't, we can't stir up a feeling. Feelings come and feelings go. So you'll never read in the Bible that God tells you to feel anything. What you will really read in the Bible is that God tells you to do something that generates or is followed by a feeling. God tells husbands, husbands, love your wives. Love is not a feeling, it's an action, it's a commitment. He's not telling you to feel love, he's telling you to act in love towards your wife. And as you act in love towards your wife, it'll generate those feelings of love. But you're going to love her whether you feel like it or not, because your commitment is greater than just feelings. How about it? Someone that lives by their feelings is the definition of immaturity. If you only do something when you feel like doing it, then you are extremely unreliable and usually immature. Many of us, what we do is that we expect that we, we wait for the feeling to come before we do something. I'm not going to be thankful until I feel thankful. I'm not going to praise until I feel praise. Imagine if you treated your job that way. You wake up in the morning and your husband is still cuddled in his blanket, his favorite blanket, rolled up in it. And you say, hey, you're late to work. And he says, you know what? I've decided I'm going to live by my feelings. And I'm going to wait until I feel like working, until I feel this positive energy to work. And then when I feel like it, I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to work hard, but I'm, I'm waiting for that feeling. I think he'd probably get a foot in his back kicking him off the bed and saying, no, you're going to work whether you feel like it or not because you don't wait for a feeling. You do what you're supposed to do and let the feeling follow you. Rejoicing is a verb, not a noun. Some of us want the feeling of joy, but before we get the feeling of joy, we have to put the action of rejoicing. It's like Thanksgiving. Or gratitude. Some of us, we say, well, I want to, I want to feel grateful before I give thanks. And the Bible's the opposite. The Bible says, give thanks always. In fact, the Bible says, offer a sacrifice of praise. Give thanks even when it's hard. And as you start to give thanks with your lips and with your mouth, then your heart starts to catch up with your feelings of thanksgiving. And you start thanking God whether you feel like it or not. And let the feelings of thanksgiving catch up with the action or obedience of thanksgiving. Am I speaking to myself or is anybody else with me in here? And so the Apostle Paul says, I want you to celebrate. I want you to rejoice. Rejoice about what? Paul, you don't know. My circumstances are hard. My car got a flat tire. My son has a D in chemistry. My husband is struggling at his job. I'm waiting for a, a report that could be a bad report from the doctor. I mean, how can I rejoice? Yet the Apostle Paul says, rejoice in the Lord when? Always. That means that there's a default mode to rejoicing. 
that you have a mindset or an attitude of rejoicing. What does it mean to have a mindset or attitude of rejoicing? It means that you look for the good and you celebrate the fact. What do you rejoice in? Look at the verse. Rejoice in what? Rejoice in the Lord always. Here's what it's telling us. Your circumstances may be bad, but listen to me. God is still good. Your boss may be a jerk, but God is still on the throne. You may have received a bad report from the doctor, but God is still the healer. You may not know what's going to happen in the future, but God is still sovereign. In other words, your circumstances may change. The weather may be bad. People may disappoint you, but God never changes. You can always rejoice in the faithfulness and goodness and power and loving kindness of God. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, he says, I say rejoice. This is a confident, celebrative attitude that no matter what happens in life, you know that God is still in control. And so you are celebrating the fact that God is good in the middle of a tough life. So celebrate, celebrate. You know, I realized not too long ago that sometimes uh, we don't celebrate enough. Sometimes the only time you see that friend that you haven't seen in a long time is at a funeral, at a sad occasion. But we need to set our default mode to celebrating the goodness of God, to look for the good and to celebrate that God is good. And so you keep your mind in a spirit of celebration, a joyful contentment that God is in control. Secondly, not only do you celebrate, but you yield. Notice what he says next. He says, let your gentleness be evident to all. So first of all, he says, celebrate always in all circumstances in the Lord. Again, I say it just in case you didn't catch it, rejoice. Then he says, let your gentleness or moderation be evident to all. If you look up at that word in the Greek, that word gentleness, it's the the word for yieldedness. Let your yieldedness... Your willingness or readiness to listen and reason be evident to all. Many of us lose our joy because we're in conflict with the people that are around us. Many of us are in conflict with the people around us because we are stubborn and unyielding. We want things our way. Do you know what the driving sign yield means? Have you ever come up to a four-way stop and it says yield? Some of you like step on the gas pedal. No, no, no. Yield means that if someone else is in the intersection before you, let them go first. That's what yield means. Many of us have lost our joy because we're stubborn in our relationships with others. We want things only our way. There's very little flexibility. We want things only our way, and so we're in constant conflict with people around us. Yielding means that we have the capacity to show grace in our relationships, forgiveness in our spirit, and a willingness to be flexible in how we deal with people around us. 
And Mark will continue our message in just a moment. But right now, we want to remind you that you can always find these programs and catch up on anything you might have missed by visiting boldstepsradio.org. Or subscribe to our podcast and take these messages with you wherever you go by searching on your podcast app for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. By the way, we just want to say how much we appreciate hearing from our listeners. Your comments and messages and handwritten letters are worth more than gold to our team, and we take the time to read everything we receive. In fact, we actually got some really encouraging feedback from some of our listeners in Malawi, Africa, who sent us a few audio messages, and we'd like to share one with you right now. I like Bold Steps because there's a lot of a lot of topics that are there, a lot of teachings that are there, and a lot of sermons that are there that even myself, when I, I go somewhere, there's that someone can ask me to preach, I can preach other things that I learned from Bold Steps. That's really wonderful. Thank you. And if you've never reached out to us before, take a moment today to send us a letter or message online and let us know you're listening. For all the different ways you can contact us, just go to our website, boldstepsradio.org. Now, let's return to today's message titled, How to Hold On to Your Joy on the Hard Days. Here's Mark Job. So celebrate. Find a reason to rejoice and celebrate. Number two, yield. Number three, zoom out. Live with the sense of the nearness of God. Look what he says at the end of that verse. He says a short phrase, the Lord is near. The Lord is near. The Lord is near. Many of us live our lives as though God were far off. As though God were a thousand miles away from our problem. As though God is not even aware of what we're going through. He won't intervene. He can't intervene. He doesn't really care because he's far off. There's something about understanding the nearness of God that changes things in our life. I think that a lot of us lose our joy because our picture is cropped too close. You see, when you take a picture, you can zoom in on a picture And if you zoom in enough, you can only see the person and whatever they want you to see. People take selfies and you see them and you see the immediate background, but you don't see the bigger picture. I think a lot of us have cropped our picture so close that all you see is yourself and your problem. And God is saying to you, zoom out. Get the bigger picture because in every picture that you zoom out, you will see that God is near. He's a part of the picture. So many of us have cropped God out of our picture. Listen, when you were going through the toughest time of your life, you weren't alone. God was there. God was near. When you're going through a tough time where you didn't understand the circumstances, it wasn't that God had left you, abandoned you. Zoom out. God is a part of that picture. Even when you didn't, haven't been aware, even when you've walked away from God in your stubbornness, God is still a part of your picture. If you zoom out long enough, you will see that God is in every picture that you have taken in life. God is near. James 1 tells us that when you're in the middle of a trial, a difficulty, keep your joy because you know that through this trial that God has a purpose. 
God is molding your character and accomplishing something through your purpose. So don't lose your joy understanding that God is going to do something good even through bad circumstances. You have to zoom out to see God and to see his purposes. Let me tell you something. Moms, look up at me. This is really important. I know you may be going through a tough time. I know you may not understand everything that the why of everything in your life. I know that some of you are frustrated, under pressure, feeling stuck. But I want to guarantee you something today. That God is not confused by your challenge. That nothing that's in your life right now has caught God off guard. That God knows that there is a purpose even through the difficulty of your life that God is trying to do something good through it. So I want you to remember, I may not understand, but God knows and I'm going to keep my joy. I'm not going to lose my joy in the middle of this difficult, difficult circumstance. Amen? So celebrate. He tells us not only that we are to celebrate, we are to yield, we are to zoom out and live with this awareness of the nearness of God, and lastly, we are to pray. Pray. Practice stress-releasing, thanksgiving-filled prayer. Notice what he says in verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So don't worry about anything. If you are worrying right now, let me tell you, you are living out of the will of God. It is not God's will for you to worry about anything. Do not be anxious about anything, it says. Instead of being anxious... He gives us an alternative. He says, pray and petition with thanksgiving. So he says to do three things. Number one, pray, talk to God. Some of us, the problem is we're talking to other people or you're talking to yourself, but you're not talking to God. You're complaining about your circumstances. You're talking to yourself about how bad life is, but you're not talking to God. There's something about bringing God into the picture, knowing that God is near, and that we can talk to God about what's happening in our life. So we open up this channel of conversation with God. So prayer and petition. Petition means that not only am I talking to God, but I'm actually specific about what, I, what I'm asking from God. I'm petitioning God about something. Ultimately, God's will be done. But God wants to hear the desires of your heart. You say, well, God's will is above my will. Yeah, but God wants to hear what you desire. There's something about God's heart that wants to hear. He, he wants you to talk to him, and he wants you to express your desires to him. There's something about God's heart that encourages you to petition him and be specific about what you're petitioning. So he says prayer, petition, and listen, this is the element that most of us leave out, and thanksgiving. Prayer, petition, 
with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving when you get the answer to prayer? No, thanksgiving before you get the answer to prayer. And the Bible says that when you engage in that kind of prayer, prayer with petition and thanksgiving, that you present your request before God, and then the shalom of God, the peace of God, which blows your mind. In the NIV, it says transcends understanding, same thought. Blows your mind, something that you cannot comprehend, a peace that you can't quite explain. It comes in and it begins to guard your heart from what? From anxiety, from that which steals your joy away. So that, where's my joy letters? There you go. So that you can hang on to J. So that you're grasping your J, your joy. You're not losing your joy. Because you're coming before God with thanksgiving. You're petitioning. And God puts a guard around your heart so that the peace will not leave your heart. You're hanging on to the joy. Let me close with this. Listen, this is really important. When you've lost your joy, you don't believe that things can change. You believe that they're going to be just the way they've always been. When you lose your joy, you get stressed out. When you lose your joy, you start feeling frustrated. When you lose your joy, you're not nearly as fun to be around. God is telling some of you mothers, it's time to, it's time to hang on to your joy and not let your circumstances, your job, your kids, your husband, your health take that joy from you. Sign for you to grab your joy and say, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to thank God. Life can be tough, but God is still good. And I'm going to remember that every single day. My circumstances will not define my attitude. I'm going to hang on to my joy. There's going to be a whistle in my tone, a smile on my face, a skip in my, in my walk, even when my circumstances are bad because God is still on His throne high and lifted up. I'm keeping my jade. Reminding us to grab hold of joy. This is Bold Steps, and you're listening to the teaching of Mark Job. If you'd like to learn more about Mark or the ministry of Bold Steps, you can do that online at boldstepsradio.org. It's our desire and our mission to come alongside of people just like you who are searching for ways to find joy when the days are long and difficult. Finding joy means finding Jesus and discovering what a healthy, authentic relationship with Jesus looks like. If you're interested in helping us provide the unfiltered teaching of God's Word in a fresh and bold way, we invite you to become a bold partner and give monthly to support this ministry. You can sign up today online at boldstepsradio.org. Or let us know you want to become a bold partner by calling us at 844-615-7363. You can also send your gift in the mail if it's easier by addressing your letter to Bold Steps. 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And when you give a gift of any amount, we'll say thanks for your generous support by sending you a copy of this month's Bold Step gift, a book that's especially relevant for the days we're living in. It's called Brave by Faith. In this timely read, you'll be equipped to face the harsh resistance that our society pits against our faith, an opposition that we've seen growing for many years now. Alistair Begg wants us to be able to stand firm in our convictions and boldly proclaim the truth of the gospel in the midst of our fallen culture. 
Again, his book is Brave by Faith, and it's yours when you give a gift of any amount to Bold Steps. You can learn more about this relevant resource on our website, boldstepsradio.org. Now, Mark, before we close today, we'd love to hear a little bit about the special Moody event that's happening tomorrow. Yeah, well, some of you are aware of this Founders Week, which is, from what I understand, the longest lasting free Bible conference in the country. How about that? That's huh? quite a distinction. Yeah. And so that is starting actually tomorrow night, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Our first speaker is uh, Pastor Joe Stoll, Dr. Joe Stoll, cool. who's just a phenomenal Bible teacher. And so Wednesday through Friday, I will be speaking Chris Brooks, Elisa Smith, Nick Gasky, Dave Sutton. My son, Josiah Job, is speaking the same day that I'm Wonderful. speaking. He's 29. Okay. And that will be a blast. And then we have musicians like Tim Stafford, Leland. We have our campus orchestra group, chorale, gospel choir. This is an event that if you want to be encouraged and inspired, our theme is Rekindled fanning the flame of your calling. All right, well, here's the good news. Regardless of where you live, you can listen and watch Founders Week online at foundersweek.org. This is really exciting, Mark. It really is exciting. And in the past, we've uh, aired some of Founders Weeks on some of our stations, but this gives much more access at any time to whoever wants to. Worldwide access. Worldwide. So there'll be a lot more people participating online. But remember... You need to go to foundersweek.org and you can access all of the messages, including the worship. And it kicks off tomorrow with our friend Joe Stoll. Thank you, Mark. That's all the time we have today. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to come back tomorrow as Mark begins our next series called When You Believe, Everything Changes. That's Wednesday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.